Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. Really uh, happy new year. And we are live streaming on so many different platforms. And we thank you for your time and attention. Today, I've actually got a very interesting guest for you today, Shanti Hershenson. And she is actually a teen author. She's actually written 26 books, uh, 13 published. You can all check it out on Amazon um, in the links. And uh, she is a prolific author, writer. And today's talk is going to be all about um, being prolific and talking about writing across genders, balancing act, leveraging social media. She's actually got over 50,000 followers on TikTok promoting her books and um, just life in general. So as well as responding to the haters and the critics. So uh, Shanti, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I like to, this is a business podcast and you've had success at a, such an early age. Most of my guests, they're in their, you know, thirties and forties, but you know, you've done it. Uh, you, you get, you get it. So um, you're the generation that gets it. So um, talk about set the stage for what you do, your work, and we will dive right into the conversation. Yeah, of course. So um, obviously my name is Shanti Hershenson and I'm a teen author. Ever since I was 12 years old, I have been self-publishing professionally using Amazon's Kindle Direct Publishing. And over the years, I've really like established this online community and a pretty strong readership. It was not honestly what I was expecting at all. Just the more I wrote, the more I really wanted to share my stories with the world. And that kind of transformed into learning more about the business side and learning about marketing and promotion and advertising. And just from there, I've kind of just grown into this really cool career that I just want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. And so what's interesting is I always love to um, ask authors and just people early beginnings and what, what prompted you to just start becoming an influencer at an early age uh share with us what inspired you um and your like what motivated you so i started writing my first book in the middle of the pandemic and i was stuck at home and i was really 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 bored and i had just nothing to do and i was like well i want to create something so i started writing this novel it's called biomlock it ended up being so long that it was split into three books and the first two have been published the third one is still in editing and I don't really like those books because they're so old and I feel like I've written so many better ones, but those were like, that's the beginning. And originally I didn't even think I was going to publish it. it. What happened was as I wrote and I was putting so much time into the book that I was like, well, when I'm done, what am I going to do? And because, you know, it is, I really love writing. And even if there was no one to read my work, I would still write, but it is kind of a great feeling to have other people read it. So I started researching publishing and then as I was writing, I would look into like all the cool possibilities and it just appealed to me more and more. And also I just, I didn't even know what to do. And I was like, so I started my Instagram account and that was like my first big kind of marketing thing where I would make these Instagram posts and I would try to promote my book. And I also like noticed how TikTok was really rising among authors and readers because this was now around, I would say, you know, 2020, 2021, where book talk was becoming this thing. And that really changed the publishing industry. So I believe it was in July of 2021 and I was 13 years old and I created my TikTok account. And I was really, for some reason, against like TikTok for marketing. I don't know why. I just didn't think I could do it. I was like, oh, this is probably a bad idea. I mean, it's TikTok, it's a dancing app. But what I realized was actually it was one of the biggest things I've done. And that's currently my most followed social media platform. I have 60,000 followers on there. 
And I've, I've met so many people through TikTok. I've had so many books just blow up. And honestly, it completely changed my career. But I, you know, I was against it for so long. And just from there now, I've just learned all these new things about like marketing. And I still, I do a lot on TikTok. I do a lot on Instagram, but I'm also like expanding too. And that's been really, really cool. One of those things is um, you mentioned is basically, I had mentioned that the younger, the young generation, uh, millennials started the trend, but the Gen Z and now Gen Alpha, they, they just get it. They understand that, um, you know, a job's not going to be there. Government's not going to be there. Social security is not going to be there. So you have to go onto these platforms um, to, you know, promote yourself and, you know, influence people and build your community and your tribe. So um, share some insights on how social media, particularly you mentioned TikTok, but, you know, there's others as well, um, can be effective tools for authors to market their books and connect with their audience. So I think TikTok is, there's just, there's a really good variety of people like on TikTok, for example, I've seen there's like adults on TikTok, but the main demographic is teenagers. So for me, I write a lot of young adult books. And of course my ideal reader probably has TikTok. And then what I can do is I can like, I research a lot of trends. I look at what other authors are posting and I see what kind of books are trending. And that I would say that doesn't affect what I write too much, but it does affect how I promote it. Where, for example, if one of my books has a romance plotline in it, maybe that's not even like the main focus of the book, but if there's romance in it and romance is what's trending, then I can make videos promoting that part of the book. Or one thing that's really, really popular on TikTok is like the aesthetic of books. And you just get a bunch of images from Pinterest and you have them move really fast and you kind of show like the tone of your book. And I don't know if that's still as popular now as it was in 2021, but of course you can do that with literally any book. It doesn't have to be a romance book. It doesn't have to be a fantasy book. So really being able to like research what's working and what the audience likes. And I think TikTok really allows you to do that really nicely. Otherwise, what you can do is you can just post a bunch of different kinds of videos. For example, one thing I do is just general TikTok trends. It doesn't even have to be about writing. It can be anything. And I try to make it about my book somehow. And sometimes that's really tricky. And sometimes it's really easy. Of course, I can't do a TikTok dance holding my book. I feel like I've seen that actually i don't i don't do tiktok dances though but there's other things you can do where if there's a trend where you're like telling a story you can like tell the story of your book if that makes sense and then otherwise you know just making a variety of posts then you can see like which ones do really well so for example i noticed that there's a type of post i do where i like share like how many books i've ran in my age and then i share what the video is about so for example, um, the video I posted last night was like, I'm 15 year, I'm 16 years old and I'm preparing to publish my 17th book. This is the like official synopsis. And that's a kind of formula that really like hooks people in. So really like what you have to do as an author or really any like person who's like in business it, and you want to promote on TikTok is you just have to see what's working with your audience and then just what's working with like TikTok in general. Yeah. W- one thing is uh, I noticed about the younger generation is they, they're able to leverage technology and kind of they're able to get these uh, micro trends and these um, they're basically uh, really fast paced um, information. Everything's moving at Twitter speed and they're able to leverage that for marketing and promotion and more visibility is which also brings me to my next question is because now t- teens and, you know, people in their 20s, they, they figure out TikTok and Instagram and YouTube, all these platforms. And, you know, some of the questions I get from my colleagues, kids are, um, you know, they don't want to waste 500 K on education. They can, you know, leverage their experience. So how, what, what is your 
plan in terms of um um you know further education are you planning to do other things or are you going to be a influencer creator because you've had so much success early on i definitely really want to balance both because i think going to college and getting a degree is something that's really helpful in case you know also it's like something you can fall back on but it's also like the experience i really want i do think um when i go to college i'm going to study something writing related whether it's like creative writing or screenwriting I also really like screenwriting and like writing films, so I'm not as good at it as I am with novels. But I don't know if I would ever major in English because it's just a lot of like reading and I like to read, but I don't like reading the books they assign for school, yeah. if that makes sense. But I do think like creative writing, because there's always something you can learn. Like, for example, I took a creative writing class my freshman year of high school and I was like, well, I already know a lot about writing. I don't know what I'm going to learn. And then I end up learning like a lot from it. So I think that's definitely a class that I would take in college and potentially major in. But I do really, you know, want to stick with this and stick with like the marketing and the social media as well as like, you know, going to school. Yeah. yeah I mean, like I said, uh, I was talking to Sal Khan one time. He was giving a talk at, here at, in Rice, at Rice and I was, you know, we we're talking about future of education because, you know, now you can get Khan Academy, YouTube podcasts, you know, all this information. But he said the the value of the education what you said is is the network and the the environment you surround yourself and you're around these like you know these fantastic you know cutting edge ideas and that may be the and you're in these networks and you know that may be the value of you know it's like basically you're paying to get in these networks so uh, the other question i have is um because i've leveraged ai um but how are um individuals creators in your generation Thinking about ChatGPT, generative AI, how are they planning to use these? Um, I, I just I, I want to get my pulse on the what, what the the younger generation is doing. I know um, a lot of people use AI to like you know help them with their homework. I try not to do that because I don't want it to take away you know my like ability to think. But at the same time, I think there are really good ways you can use AI. Mm-hmm. There was something I did the other day. <laughs> I'm trying to remember because I did use it like effectively in a way that's not like kind of you know stealing it like not you know taking away like my ability to think but you can definitely use it maybe um one thing i did is i actually just for fun i had it try to write like an essay and i don't think right now like chat gpt has the ability to write efficiently there are a lot of people that are going to argue with me on that but like what you can do is you could use it to give for example like maybe give you like a writing prompt and i know a lot of people do that but of course you can just like, there are ways you can already like generate writing projects that are like unique, but it's definitely like something to experiment with. Like actually one thing I did as I had it, um, you can generate, you know, images and I had it generate the like faces of my characters so I can better picture them. And I think that was a really good use of it. I didn't post the, um, like, you know, things it generated because I don't want to like, is because it's so new, there's the risk of like it's stealing from an artist or taking too much inspiration from something else. But just using it personally to be able to help like inspire you is really, really cool. And I think you can also do it to like generate book covers. Again, like I'm a little worried that that could potentially be unethical at this point. But of course, in the future, it won't be. Mm-hmm. But it's really good for like the inspiration of just like seeing what it could look like. Yeah. Yeah. Chat GPT has come a long way, especially la- beginning of last year was kind of very clunky. And then towards the end of um, 2023, it's actually gotten made dramatic improvements it's almost like an assistant um yeah yeah 
and there's going to be like intellectual property rights. There's going to be misinformation, disinformation. Um, but it was it kind of like what you were talking about how you were using TikTok to scale your marketing and kind of uh, ride these micro trends. And you know, AI can actually help you scale that as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting what the um, younger generation comes up with. Um, next thing is, uh, you know, with success comes haters. So talking about, you know, bullying, but um, I know you talk a lot about that um, through literature and um, especially with social media, you have trolls and haters and, and all these losers. So how do you handle that? So especially to begin, like on social media, there are a lot of people who are just going to not like you for being you. For example, I have a lot of people comment on my post and they're like, you didn't write that. You didn't write those books, you know, and they'll like <laughs> accuse you of all this stuff. And really the only thing you can do is just ignore it. And I have to, I tell that to so many people Like basically every author I know has dealt with some kind of online troll or maybe a negative review that just is mean. Yeah. And really, you know, I kind of like, almost like laugh at it that's kind of mean of me to say but it's true is you just have to like ignore it and honestly i feel kind of bad for the people that troll others online because often i think it just comes from a place of jealousy and if you can understand that then you can just kind of let it like just ignore it and just like let it happen sometimes if i find like i don't actually get like that many mean comments online but if there are any you know i just delete them i don't need to see them no one else needs to see them you know that can just stay with the person who wrote it and then as for like in-person bullying, which I write a lot about, especially, you know, with like in school, you know, I've always found that writing has been really, really like cathartic for me and it's been really healing. And I think those words are just synonyms of each other, but you know what I mean? You know, I always use it as a way to like cope and get through my issues. So being able to write about like my own experiences and like subtly incorporate them in my books has really, really helped me. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting because uh, I've had a podcast guest earlier today and she was talking about the same thing. Like the haters, they come from a place of they didn't, they haven't done what you've done. So, um, and then you look at them like one year later and they're still in the same, doing the same thing. So they just go nowhere. Um, so, uh, you know, just like I said, you know, I just kind of delete or, you know, just don't respond to their comments. I mean, you know, it's very easy yeah. to somebody. <laughs> Towards the end of it, you've written various genres science fiction fantasy historical fiction and how to how do you navigate challenges in writing in different genres what is your creative process and like what uh drives your interest how do you, you know i'm just curious how people use their creative process well i'd say every genre has its own struggle for example i wrote a high fantasy novel last year and i was just trying to like create and shape this like whole new world was so challenging but when i was done it was like beautiful and then, for example, the book I'm writing right now is a very like high school, you know, contemporary book that highlights a lot of like social issues and really finding ways to balance all these issues and keep the characters still acting like teenagers because they are. And I think that's a good, you know, struggle for like the contemporary genre. But overall, they're not issues that prevent me from writing in the genres. And I think like I really want to write like everything. I really want to write like historical fiction at some point. You know, I got to do more fantasy. I, it's just, it is a challenge. <laughs> but, um, and then in terms of my process, I, what happens is I'm always writing a book and I'm always editing a book. Mm. And it's a little hard for, like, to explain at first. But what I do is I have a first draft and I, you know, I have, I have an idea for a book. And then I write that first draft. That usually takes around one to three months. It depends on whether or not I'm in school and how long it is and how much time I have. 
and how like quickly I'm writing. But once I'm done with that first draft, I always set it aside because I like I think if I jump back right into it and go right to the start, I'm gonna miss a lot of errors that I might not notice. Whereas if I like take a break from the book, I'll like notice it a lot more and I'll be able to really read with a new perspective. And then I'm also at the same time, I'm editing a book and I do multiple rounds of editing. It can be very challenging. And I'm editing, I don't edit every single day. I edit on the days that I meet with my writing coach because then we can really read through it and like look for plot holes. But I always do, you know, a few rounds and then she reads through it. And then sometimes I'll like go through and read it one more time if I like want to. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It depends on how long the book is and how like, if there's anything I'm still like unsure about. And then I set a release date for the book and I do all my marketing and I go back and, you know, I'm writing another book and I'm editing one and it just keeps going. Yeah. Cause I'm a, I like to evaluate risk. So, you know, especially with these distribution channels and um, you know, there was talk, I think last year they're saying they're going to ban TikTok or um, you know, a lot like my niece's university, you're not allowed to, um, access TikTok through the university Wi-Fi. So how are you hedging? Cause you know, cause you get a lot of views and you know, you market your book through TikTok, which is very powerful. Like you, you create a viral post and it can just, you know, it can get, you know, millions of views and, you know, downloads all of that. So what do you do if, you know, TikTok goes away or changes the algorithm or banned? What are you, what are you thinking about? So I try to use TikTok as a tool, but I've, I think definitely when I was in middle school writing my books, I relied a lot more on TikTok than I do now. Uh-huh. So right now, you know, what I'm doing is I still make, I make my posts on TikToks. I experiment with TikTok ads. But what I also try to do is I try to find other methods of marketing that aren't at risk of like being banned or it not working or, and from there, you know, I find that if I have multiple different outlets that are getting me book sales, for example, I do a lot of like newsletter promotions and I've started experimenting with Amazon ads. Then what I find is that overall, you know, TikTok brings in a lot of sales, but if I lose it, it won't be a like detrimental blow to my career and I'll still get sales and I'll find a way to overcome it. Mm. And how are you leveraging communities? Cause you know, a, a lot of um, book creators, they leverage communities. Now there's like, there's like Facebook groups and there's Patreon, there's uh, especially for writers or Substack, medium, email newsletters, all of that. What I've noticed is the biggest community that's really supportive and like interested in my books is other teen writers. So what I did, and I started this, I started a discord server when I was in eighth grade, actually, and I'm in 10th grade now. Yeah. So it's been a long time. And what I do is I just, it has around close to a thousand members now. And it's all people who are like writers and teenagers and they're very supportive. And of course, you know, we buy each other's books and we promote each other's books. But that also definitely gets a lot more sales as well. I try to be pretty active on my social medias. For example, I respond to as many comments on my platforms as I can. And I get a lot of DMs. I think I have like 30 message requests on TikTok right now. Mm. And I try my best to like answer as many questions as I can. Although a lot of the time there are questions that maybe I don't know how to answer. Maybe like I don't have the time to be, but if it's like a really like, you know, creative question, then I'm going to respond to it. But if it's something that maybe like could be Googled or is not like an imminent question from someone then I might have to wait to respond to it because of course I can't spend my, all my time responding to people. But yeah. I do try to respond to as many people as I can. And if people comment asking for tips, I'll also like try to respond. 
Yeah. And how do you balance um, social media, fame, celebrity, and safety, especially, you know, such a young entrepreneur as yourself? I have to be really careful online with like who I'm talking to. And like, I try to, you know, be aware of like, you know, who's talking to me online. And if like, and if some, like something they said, say, make me uncomfortable, which has happened. I've had people say things and I'm like, you know, I don't really like that. And if that happens, I will often just block people. You know, sometimes there's like these like, you know, random old dudes that'll message you and mm. they'll be like, tell me about your books and you don't respond. But then as soon as it starts to get like a little creepy, I'm just like, nope, I'm out. Uh-huh. Um, at the same time, I do um, occasionally do TikTok lives. Yeah. And I have to admit those can be a little risky because anyone can join. And occasionally I've had had some people like make me uncomfortable. And, you know, what you do is you just have to like restrict them. Or, for example, when, like, I'm communicating with, like, you know, designers, like, for my book covers or anyone marketing-related or podcasters, I try to keep the conversations, like, strictly professional. Uh And that can be really tricky sometimes. But I really just try my best to, like, manage everything and make sure nothing is crossing any boundaries for me. Because I am definitely someone who puts up, like, boundaries online because I understand the risks. And I know there are a lot of teenagers that maybe don't do that. And I also, this extends to my communities too, where we have to make sure that no one under the age of 13 joins as per the discord terms of service. And we also make sure that anyone over the age of 18 that joins the server is, you know, talking appropriately. Mm-hmm. So really, you know, I keep up boundaries and I try to keep myself safe and then I keep those in my circle safe as well. Yeah. Fascinating. Um, how can people find out more about you, you know, check out your books, you know, follow you on social media, et cetera, et cetera. Oh yeah. So my, my, like everything's available on my website. My website is shantihershenson.com. That's S-H-A-N-T-I-H-E-R-S-H-E-N-S-O-N.com. You can also find me on Instagram, which is at shantihershenson. And then of course, the platform that we've talked a lot about TikTok, my username is just at shantihuwrites. And uh, for all the audience out there listening, Shanti, you know, very young, successful entrepreneur, you know, has the whole world ahead of her and, you know, knows how to leverage technology, social media, trends, AI, and uh, be sure to check out her books on Amazon and follow her on Twitter, TikTok, Insta. And uh, with that, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you for having me.